Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and in today's study of Isaiah 11 through 12, we're going to be looking at Jesus, the fulfillment of history. Now, if you have not seen the episode length, you um, are probably going to be surprised that today will be a longer episode. Um, and we do that because today is a very special day for adopted believers. It is the anniversary. On this date, one year ago, I released two episodes, um, my two first episodes. And so today is a special day for us. This marks one year of Bible teaching. And I am super grateful to God for allowing me to do this, um, giving me the time and ability to do this, and to you guys as well for faithfully listening. Thank you very much. Um, it's because of you guys that as of the recording of this episode on December 31st, we have we are less than 50 listens shy of 3,000 total listens. So I am ex- extremely grateful to you all. And it is my prayer that God continues to use adopted believers, um, both in our podcasts and articles, to change lives and to point people to God's Word. So without further ado, let us get into this episode. So today we are going to be looking at a few things. Um, This is a pretty long um, passage I chose. Um, It's only like... 35 verses, I think, hopefully. No, no, no. Um, it is 22 verses. Um, by the way, this was recorded on December 31st, so it's been a few days since I've been in school. <laughs> so please forgive my not-so-great math. Um, so this is a pretty big passage that we're going to be studying through. So I do want to take some more time to go through this passage. Um, so first, let's look at verses 11 in chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. So as we normally do, we're going to look at each um, section, each phrase that helps me helps me understand it. And I hope it helps you understand it too. So first, we're going to be looking at Jesus' righteous rule. So first, let's look at the stump of Jesse. Um, the Messiah has royal blood coming from David. That's the first thing I want you guys to understand. On um, this stump of Jesse, this is the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Um, and he has roots um, from Jesse. Um, that is David's father. So um, I think it is important for us to see that not only is Jesus the high king of heaven, but he's also the son of David. Um, this is This prophecy is generally referring to the millennium, but um, we also see this in Jesus now. Um, obviously, he was he's not going to be born in the millennium. He was born 2,000 years ago. And so we see partially fulfilled this prophecy in Jesus' birth, the shoot from the stump of Jesse. And so God again shows his greatness here by showing that whereas stumps, as we saw Last time were the remains of a serious fallen empire. Stumps are the beginning of his people's salvation and future millennium reign. Um, and it's something that we shouldn't miss. Rather than the stumps being the dead remains, here the stump is what gives fruit to Jesus Christ. Again, this is God showing his people either Assyria or me. 
Do you want Assyria who will fail you, who will hurt you, or do you want me who will heal you, who will give you eternal life and joy? So, next one thing that could be easy to miss is that God preserved David's line until Jesus. I think we can miss this subtle message. God preserves the line of David all the way until Jesus. So we can easily miss this, but it is astounding to realize that the people through which God used to bring about Jesus' parents in a way that fulfilled prophecy in the process. Um, not only God didn't just pick a random person. Um, he wasn't like, hmm, I'm not sure I'm going to pick. Oh, I'll pick Mary. Um, he made sure that it was in a way that fulfilled prophecy. He really showed just how complex his plans are for the world. Like, I like plans for us, they can get pretty complex. But, and they're pretty simple. At least in comparison to God, God's plans are crazy. But they all work out in a way that is never contradictory. And that really blows my mind. How God is able to plan all the events of history and, like, it just shows you how his mind is infinite. And that's not even the tip of the iceberg with God's mind. It's really crazy. So God is faithful in keeping all of his words. That's what we see here. That he had prophesied that Jesus was going to be born from the stump of Jesse. And he fulfilled that. So next, we're going to see the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. This is in verse 2. So... This is an important passage, or an important phrase. So Jesus showed through his actions that the Holy Spirit worked through him and was in him. Um, let's look at each of these phrases. First, wisdom and understanding. Um, we're going to look at how Jesus displayed this on his time on earth which each of these, with each of these phrases that are coming up. So with wisdom and understanding, he showed that and how he acted. Um, he did not act hastily. He did not act in a way that was foolish. Rather, he had the knowledge that he had, and he used it in a wise way. And he was understanding. And he's also going to show that in the millennium, as we will see eventually. Um, he also showed counsel and might. Um, the Net Bible um, shows this as the ability to execute plans. So he had the counsel, he had the strategy, and then he had the strength to do it. Um, and the biggest way he did this was through the cross. Um, he had the wisdom to wait until his time. He talked a lot about how his time had not yet come. And so he had the counsel, and he also had the might to humble himself to endure the cross. That's such a paradox, you know, the might to humble himself. But Jesus showed that. And Jesus is also going to show his might in a different way in the millennium. Rather than humbling self like he did on the earth, he is going to reign. He is going to rule the earth. And we're going to see how he's going to rule um, in a little bit. So finally, let's look at knowledge and fear of the Lord. Um, this one is really interesting to me. Um, he showed a lot of knowledge on earth. Um, I'm thinking of how he had met his disciples and um, he had shown immense knowledge with them and knowledge that is clearly not human. And he also showed an immense fear of the Lord. And so let's look at that last part, fear of the Lord. Um, I also want to look us, want us to look at verse 3. 
and his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. So the Hebrew word for delight literally literally means delighting and smelling. So this seems a little odd. So this line means that Jesus delights in fearing his father as much as a deity delights in burnt sacrifices. So it'd be normal for us to think of Jesus delighting in burnt sacrifices. He's God after all, you know, that makes sense. Um, but delighting in fearing God? So this really is crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Jesus, who is God, he's fully divine, mind you, all-powerful, all-wise. He fears his Father. How is it that we, as humans, struggle to fear God when Jesus, who literally is God, fears his Father? We have absolutely zero excuses for not fearing God rightly. And this verse convicts me of not fearing God enough. And it ought to do the same to you. I mean, think about it. That is crazy stuff. That the God of the universe fears anyone. Much. So, I mean, even it's crazy that he fears God. I mean, God is worthy of all fear. But it is just crazy to me how Jesus, who is God, fears his Father. And if Jesus does it, we certainly ought to be doing it. So next, let's look at the Messiah's promised return. So we look at this, we see how his righteousness will be the belt of his waist and faithfulness, the belt of his loins. Um, Jesus will reign in the millennium in contradiction of today's rulers. So today's rulers, for the most part, make decisions that will make themselves look good so that others praise them. Um, even the best decisions sometimes are fueled by a desire to look good, to make the right move so people praise them. But Jesus will not do that. He's not going to um, make bad decisions so people praise him. He's going to rule in justice and, and equity, doing what is right. He is going to rule in a way that gives justice even to those who are neglected in today's society. He is going to give justice for all. And that is how he will achieve glory. He doesn't have to sin to get glory. He gets glory because he is good, because he does what is right, because he does what is just and in accordance with God's word. And so we see that in the millennium, even the wolf and the lamb will dwell together. Those obviously are, thing, are animals that we don't picture together. However, Jesus will reign and he will bring peace to earth because of his justice. So next, let's look at how we learn from Jesus' righteous rule. Um, we are still in verses 1 through 9, so we've looked at these, but I want us to understand how we learn from these. Um, one of the biggest and most important parts of studying a, a passage is so we can apply it. How do we use this? We don't want to just know to know stuff, we want to apply it. So how do we learn from Jesus' righteousness? So because of this painted picture of righteous ruling, we ought to pursue that same thing today as believers, whether in the church, family, or government. So we must pursue wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, and knowledge and fear of the Lord. Um, especially fear of the Lord. That is really something that stuck out to me. If Jesus has shown that, we also ought to show that. Um, as we seek to look more and more like Christ, we have to ask ourselves, are we looking like him? 
Do we, as the passage says, have righteousness and faithfulness? Do we have those wrapped around us? That's what we need to ask ourselves. So finally, um, for chapter 11, let's look at verses 10 through 16. So, I this was really interesting. Um, he talks about how the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal for the peoples. Um, so, this is actually in contrast to what we said earlier in Isaiah 5.26 um, that says he will raise a signal for nations far away. And what was that signal for in Isaiah 5? It was for the nations to punish Israel. But now the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal for the peoples and God will raise a signal for the nations and will assemble the banished of Israel. That's Isaiah 11.10 and 12. So and we really see two contrasting themes, God's discipline and then God's restoration. And those really work beautifully together. Um, it God is very wise, and clearly the Holy Spirit has inspired this passage in that he shows just how he uses a signal to get the nations against Israel and then to bring the nation of Israel, his people, out of that. He's going to bring... Um, and under the new covenant, his believers together. And so then they will reign with Christ, as we see in Revelation. So, finally, we're going to look at God's people's return. This is chapter 12. So, God's people could rejoice in their Savior, because after he punished them, he comforted them. God's people will rejoice in their salvation, and they ought to now as well. We Not only should we look forward to when we're going to praise God, we ought to praise God now, because we have that salvation now. We don't have it fully fulfilled, because we don't have the resurrected bodies as promised yet. But we know that we will have those, and that's reason for praise. And we know that we have justification now. Our names are written in the book of life. I can praise God because I know that my name is written in the book of life. And if you are a believer too, then you also can praise God today, knowing that your sins are atoned for now and you will have a resurrected, glorified body with Christ later. And so God's people will rejoice in the millennium because of what he's done for them. Um, not only do we praise God for who he is, but we also praise God for what he's done, for his attributes and his actions. Um, we just see how God's attributes show themselves all throughout the Bible. Um, so to conclude chapter 7 through 12, we must trust in God's protection of us rather than anything or anyone else in this world. Thanks for listening to another episode of Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out at our website, AdoptedBelievers.com, for episodes and other resources. And like us on Facebook at Adopted Believers.